Thanks very much for that introduction, Peter. It's good to remind you that I was a surfer a few years ago. Um, can we just pray before I, um, before I speak? Dear Lord God, thank you for this time to be together. Uh, thank you, Lord, that we can worship you and praise your name. And uh, thank you for this psalm that is uh, full of worship for you uh, as creator God. I pray that we can meditate on it now and that you will teach each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so actually, uh, Peter, I was a surfer many years ago. Um, as every now and again, I do was to get my uh, feet wet, uh, my head wet in the water. But I'm also now a teacher, so I thought I'd just use a little starter because that's what teachers like to do: starter at start my sermon. So um, if we've got any powerpoints working, um, basically it's a multiple choice quiz. We need four teams. So Mark, can I make you a team leader for kind of like the front batch of people? Um, Di Rogers, could I make you the team leader for uh, the back batch of people on that side? Um, and if I go for um, Andrew, you're a team leader for those people around there. Anyone who avoids my eyes, I've got to ask them. And uh, Sue, you're in charge of these people at the front here, okay? Don't worry, it's a really easy quiz, uh, piece of cake. Basically, my inspiration was, we're talking about created bodies. So I thought, we've obviously got a lot of bodies here in the, uh, in the house, in the church. Uh, so... I thought, why not take some photos of people's body parts, and you have to guess which person it is, okay? Uh, so, now don't worry, it's all PG, so you should be able to, you might have a chance of doing this, but some of them are quite hard. So, should we go for the first one? So, here's a hand. It belongs to someone who's part of this church. Do you think it's me? Can't show my hands. Uh, do you think it is Maz? Uh, Joe Drew, or Anne Perrett, that is. So have a little think, and I'm going to ask the people who are team leaders to hold up your hands with one, two, three, or four. Okay, so you have to decide one, two, three, or four. Give you 20 seconds to discuss. It's a fast 20 seconds, so 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Can we have a vote from the team leaders? Mark, you got a vote. Di, you got a vote. So one, two, three, or four. You've got to vote with your hand. If we've got three there, we've got two there. Oh. And another two, and a, that was a four, a three. That's a three, okay, three. Uh, okay, actually, we've got some winners. It is Maz, that's Maz's hand, okay. So uh, that's Maz, who is a church member, obviously, she doesn't often get to come here. At the moment, she's in hospital in the IOH, so please do pray for Maz. Uh, I think she's pretty much recovered, um, but she's waiting to go somewhere afterwards. So uh, who do you think this is? Number one, me. Uh, number two, Peter Houston. Number three, Isaac Bogg. Or number four, Mike Bogg. Who aren't here today, I think. So give you 10 seconds quickly. If you think you've got an idea, uh, you have to uh, quickly say. Uh, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Make your call. Two, four, two, two. Mark, why are you going for two? <laughs> are you... You're cheating. You're cheating. Okay, yeah, he has got two rings on his fingers. Afterwards, you can ask Peter why has he got two rings on his fingers. Um, and what else can we say about what uh, Peter's hands? Uh, yeah, you have quite, quite a distinct line on one hand there. All right. There you go. It's unusual. We're all different in our ways. Okay, next one. Okay, so again, is this me? Uh, is it dice stubs? Is it... Susie Houston, or is it Becky Clay? Becky, can you not show your hands, even to your own team? Is that all right? Okay, 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Make your call. Two, four, 
We're going for twos, threes. I like it, a mixture. Was that, is that a one or a two? Okay, two. And Mark? Four. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, why have you gone for four? I have interest. <laughs> Becky's he's avoiding gays. Maybe that's what she's always a bit like. I don't know. Um, the right answer is die stubs. So that's die stubs. Uh, so I suppose a wedding band and an engagement ring. Uh, it's Nick Stubbs' birthday today. So can I just put a shout out? Can we uh, text Nick Stubbs happy birthday? Well, not now, but when you get a chance. That's all right. So happy birthday to Nick Stubbs. Um, fantastic. And can we go for uh, the next one, please? Okay. Well, I initially was going to show a lot of people's feet, but Ellie told me not to because feet are a bit peculiar, aren't they? Um, but I think this person, he or she, uh, her or his foot is, I think, quite normal. I think it's quite a normal foot. Uh, definitely my feet. Oh, I can't say about my feet. So it could be my foot. I could have a normal foot. Um, so could this be uh, me? Uh, Rob Clay, who's at the back. Um, Becky again. Or could it be Todd? So uh, basically, is it one of the Clays or is it an Archer? Ten seconds. Make your choice. Nicely cut toenails. <laughs> I, wonder if everyone, I wonder if everyone's toenails will be so well cut if we check today. Okay, can we go for votes then? Four. Four again. Four again. Let's not go four, please, Sue. A one. Uh, no, it's not my feet, actually. And it's not Todd. I guess it's, it's hard to see size, isn't it? So uh, there's nothing kind of to give you any idea. This is actually our very own Rob's feet, foot, this is. So uh, there you go. Um, if this was odour uh, photography, I've got to say it was pretty bad, but um, it's not, thankfully. Okay, and last one, uh, you've got to decide what this is, and then also whose who's it is as well. So is this uh, Rob A, Peter Houston, Gary Marchant, or George? I don't know your surname, George. What's your surname? Meredith. George M. Okay. People are a bit stumped by this. I was trying to kind of catch you out a little bit. Oh, Mike, you're over there. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go for your votes. I haven't actually been keeping count. So actually, before you vote, what are the scores on the doors? Has anyone kept count? You think you're winning? I think Dai's winning as well. Let's say Dai's got five points, everyone else has got four points. So this is the draw with Dai, or for Dai to win. Four, one, three, four. Okay, Dai, you are a champion. It is me. That is, uh, so you win by two points. Uh, this is my elbow, my right elbow. Okay. That's why I'm wearing long sleeves today. Okay, uh, well... That's our bodies, or a sample of our bodies. Um, I thought we'd just take a little step into philosophy now. Uh, so here is Socrates and Plato. Uh, apparently, I'm not an expert on Greek philosophy, but apparently uh, Greek philosophers didn't have a high opinion of the body. So they philosophized that there was soul and body that made up uh, human beings. And the soul was kind of eternal. Uh, it had higher knowledge uh, and... Because that was eternal, our kind of body was the opposite. So the body was obviously fades and uh, dies, uh, and the, it was not full of knowledge. Uh, it was actually it was bad or evil. Okay, so the, um, Greek philosophers didn't have a high view of the body. Um, actually, this psalm I think is a bit different to that, isn't it? 
So uh, this psalm of David, which was written, I suppose, before the Greek philosophers, about 3,000 years ago, uh, this talks about the body, and it says, uh, us, our bodies, uh, were created by God, and they are wonderful. Okay, so I guess that's, um, to be honest, I think this psalm is beautiful. I don't know if anyone else uh, thinks that. I'm sure some people do. Um, it's, it's beautiful poetry, isn't it? But it, it, in the poetry, it's basically saying, uh, for that second part, between verse 13 and uh, verse 16, just uh, how our bodies are wonderful. They're created by God. He knit us together in our mother's wombs. Let's flip to the next one. Uh, so uh, I'm going to become a university lecturer here. I've got a pointer. Uh, so... I never use these at school. Before I started teaching, I bought one of these. Because um, I thought you'd, I'd use this a lot in classrooms. But to be honest, it just doesn't work like that. Um, it's not that organized. So uh, I thought as well, well, that was 3,000 years ago. And then the Greeks about 2,000 years ago. What about now? And I think a lot of people, maybe us as well, we kind of feel like some of the mystery has gone. Some of the wonder has gone. Uh, because we've got science. We've got modern science. So I guess... Uh, here is our, our embryo uh, developing, and maybe some of the wonder's been taken away. Actually, uh, maybe that's not the case. Uh, Ellie, uh, who's not here today, sadly, but uh, Ellie, uh, she always says to me, well, I've heard her say a lot of times, that when she was doing embryology, so when they were studying how uh, the fetus and the embryo develops, uh, she was just all completely blown away by just how complex it is. Uh, how the hormones and all the kind of negative and positive feedback systems work to create human being from just well, one cell to start with. Uh, so she walked away from her lectures, I guess were science lectures, uh, believing God more uh, and more kind of in wonder of kind of what uh, happens. And also, there's so many ways it can go wrong. Uh, that, so it's amazing that any of us actually do develop into human beings. So uh, that's kind of like Ellie's take. Oh, I see the pointers don't seem to work. There we go. Here we go. So that's how Ellie's take on embryo. Uh, my take, I'm not, I'm not a uh, biologist by any stretch of imagination, imagination. I come from the view of atoms. So here we go. Here's one image of an atom. It's quite hard to show atoms because uh, you can't see an atom, can you? It's, um, you know, like one nanometer, 0.1 of a nanometer on average. Uh, so it's a very small little thing. Uh, so 0.1 of a nanometer, you can get a bit, 10 billion of those uh, in a meter. Okay, so it's a very, very small little thing, atoms. Uh, and I kind of, I teach kids at school what the atom structure is. I think any of you remember, it's got a nucleus, uh, where the proton and neutron are, and it's got electrons on the electron shells, which we could show in a simple way in this way. Uh, and then atoms, they bond together and they make molecules. So this is another kind of illustration. Uh, and each one of these uh, spheres is supposed to be an atom. The red ones, I suppose, are oxygen. Black ones are carbon. Uh, blue ones are nitrogen. And the white ones trying to show a hydrogen. Uh, this is an amino acid. That's what they're trying to show by that. And I guess uh, if I was teaching this at school, I'd say this model is good because it shows shape. It kind of shows the shape of the things. Um, it doesn't really show all the neutrons and protons, but it just kind of shows the atom of the sphere. Um, where am I going with this? So uh, this is a molecule. Uh, I've made these, so I've, I've, uh, I've never made an amino acid, um, but I've used amino acids, and I spent about a year making a sugar, not glucose or fructose, kind of ones we recognize, but a kind of a five-carbon sugar, sugar, so a molecule that's not uh, a million miles away from this size, and it took me a year to make it and prove I'd made it. Uh, I guess when I say I make it, I mean not just one, I make a, a billion billion of them, but so it's pure, okay? So that took me about a year to make something like that. 
if you then think, uh, we've got these molecules of life in our bodies. So here is, this is supposed to be DNA, which I could have probably put up the kind of the double helix uh, structure. And everyone recognize that. I've picked out kind of one bit of a double helix. You can kind of see the ladder kind of uh, going across and it's kind of we weaving around and it's double helix. Uh, this is showing all the atoms involved in DNA. So I don't know, one, two, three, four, about 15 ladders. Uh, that's not much of a DNA strand. We've got 46 of those in every cell. Um, and each one of those is linked together. I'm going to try and blind you a bit of science here by hydrogen bonds between the bases. So these just here, these little links, which is on this ladder here, is a hydrogen bond. And all those hydrogen bonds have to be just the right place to hold just the right bases all together. But it can't be too strong, because if it's too strong, then it wouldn't be able to unwind easily, uh, and it wouldn't be able to kind of synthesize uh, proteins. Uh, some people are nodding at me, so remember their biology GCSE. Um, some people are not nodding at me. Um, so, but my point is, though, that uh, this is pretty massive compared to this, that already blows me away. So our bodies make these just for fun. Like every time a new cell is made, every time you have a, a bit of cell division, you're making a whole new one of these, massive long things. Isn't it something like, if you collected all the DNA together, uh, it's stretched to the moon and back from our bodies, or back like 100 times. It's kind of ridiculous how much DNA we've got in our whole bodies. Every cell's got that in there. So here is a cell, and this is my point, what I'm coming into, is that in that cell, You've got a cytoplasm. That's right, isn't it, Tom? You've got a cytoplasm? Yeah. Dan? You want to see it? Yeah, yeah. We learn this, you used to see, you've got a cytoplasm, you've got a nucleus, you've got your cell membrane, you've got mitochondria. What blows me away is that, okay, the DNA is in the nucleus. You're also making lots of big molecules like proteins and uh, carbohydrates in the cytoplasm. That all goes on in like this big soup in the cytoplasm. Uh, that's a mixture of millions of different molecules. How on earth does our body manage to make this? or something else similar to that, RNA or carbohydrates. Uh, I made this, it took me a year. Our bodies do all about all the same time. It's just an incredible factory. So many things could go wrong. Now, a scientist will give you an answer. Well, it's all to do with catalysts, all to do with enzymes. So this picture here is trying to show an enzyme. The body's very clever. It has these enzymes that do one reaction really, really well. So if the right atoms bump into that, then they form up the thing it's trying to make. But then it's got to make these. So this, this is pretty complex as well. This is another sort of different picture trying to show you billions of atoms, thousands and thousands of atoms bonded together to make a, an enzyme. So for me, uh, as, a, as a chemist, uh, I say to kids at school that uh, although we know a lot about our bodies, a lot about science, really it is still a wonder. It's incredible it happens. Uh, so I still agree with uh, the psalmist that our bodies are a wonder. It's, a, it's an incredible gift from God. Fantastic. Thanks, Rob. Uh, we'll move on to the next one then. Um, however, uh, I want to kind of link up a little bit with what Mar um, with Malcolm said uh, in his last sermon. Uh, we're kind of influenced by a lot of different places, from a lot of places, aren't we, in our lives? So one of them is the media. And uh, I think in the media, maybe that gives us a bit of a negative impression of our own bodies. I don't often look in the mirror and think, wow, you're wonderful. I'm sure you don't either. Because we get kind of like these kind of images all the time. Uh, this is, I think, Zac Efron. Uh, so Zac Efron's uh, a bit of a hunk. Uh, that's what uh, Gary used to look like a few years ago. Isn't it? <laughs> um, still does. He still does. Um, so, uh, you know, we compare ourselves to these kind of images. And you don't maybe get yourself, uh, don't feel too good about your own body when you're looking at that. You think, actually, I'm, 
I'm nothing like that. Um, and also, it's all that comparison, even without the media. Maybe media aside, we're always comparing, aren't we, to other people? And uh, maybe in our own eyes, our comparisons aren't that positive. Uh, so I'll bring in a little surfing story here. Uh, so this is guys paddling out to catch the wave. So you have to kind of paddle out from the beach to get to the right point to catch the wave. These kind of waves where it's a breaking, barreling wave, you kind of want to have a reef for that. And usually it's, it's a good reef. It's very, the shape is very important. So you kind of have an angle. So this, the swell lines hit the angle of the reef and then they kind of peel along it. You don't want to have this whole wave coming over in one, one big dumping wave like you get maybe at some beach breaks. That's never, you're never going to catch that and do very well. Uh, so basically, that's a bit of theory in the background. What's happening is these guys are paddling out, going around the outside, and they come around and they wait in just the right spot to catch this wave as it churn, uh, churns along and drop into the barrel. So whenever I go surfing, this paddling out bit, I'm always comparing myself. I can't help it. I'm always comparing myself to other surfers. And to be honest, I don't, my comparison with myself is very negative. I have a very negative kind of voice in my head thinking, oh, you're not strong enough, you're not fast enough, you're not, balance isn't that good, uh, you're not experienced enough. So I have to fight that all the way out thinking, actually, no, I can surf. I've surfed for 20 years of my life. Uh, I can do this. And when you're bobbing up and down, waiting for the right waves to come, especially if it's a good wave, everyone wants that one good wave every 30 seconds or so. So there's quite a lot of confidence before you even go for the wave that you have to have. So basically, I really relate to the whole doubting kind of yourself, your body. Uh, I have to always overcome that. And I almost feel like surfing for me is my metaphor for life. Um, so I kind of feel like, although surfing is just a bit of fun, by kind of winning that battle in my head when I'm surfing, it's almost practice for the rest of my life. Like, I don't need to compare myself to people. Just do what I do, do it the best I can, and then uh, I'll catch the wave. Um, and I, actually, I'm going a little bit off, uh, off piste here, but um, I kind of feel like this surf is a bit like a barrel of a wave. Uh, so if you kind of look at the roof, uh, I'm not sure who designed that, whether it was Nick Stubbs had hand in it or not, or whether just the, the architects involved. But I think that's really beautiful. I, I think it's fantastic that our, uh, our church is like a barreling wave. And I, in, in surfing, that's, um, that's the moment you want to have. That's like you're kind of like you're kind of a little bit of special moment. So I always think the barrel of this wave, uh, it's, a, it's a special moment when we come to church. And for me, I guess uh, I kind of, uh, I want to take all that stuff I kind of I experience in surfing into kind of being a Christian and being at church here. Um, oh yeah, I've kind of, uh, I've spoken too much. I'm going a little bit, I'm losing my place a little bit. So I guess maybe um, our, uh, our impression of the Bible is also maybe a bit negative. So we've got kind of the influence of the media. We've got the influence of maybe our own uh, comparisons. Maybe sometimes we think that maybe the Bible is not too positive about our bodies in general. Maybe the Bible is not for bodies. It's all about spiritual stuff. Uh, but I don't think the Bible is like uh, Greek philosophers. Actually, I think the Bible's got a very positive image. Uh, and this is what I've kind of been reading about. If you look through the Bible, there's quite a positive image of our bodies. Um, and I guess also, if we're being uh, real with ourselves, maybe... Uh, we go through illness, we go through difficult times in our lives, and that maybe, maybe gives us a little bit less trust in how wonderful our bodies are. Maybe when you read these passages, uh, uh, God's knitted me together in my inmost being, uh, and what he's done is wonderful. Maybe that's not the reality we feel sometimes. Maybe sometimes we feel a bit broken, uh, and it's difficult. Um, so I just wanted to focus in on uh, maybe what we can do in that, in that situation where we don't feel so wonderful. Uh, and I think. 
Uh, maybe it's, we go through a different stages as well. Maybe I could say, uh, when you're a child, you're comparing yourself to, you're thinking, you're thinking ahead, you think, I'm going to grow and become uh, like, like those adults, like those older teenagers, or like those 20-year-olds. Uh, and you're kind of looking up, you're thinking, oh, I can, I'm going to become that. Uh, maybe when you're a teenager, you're looking around and you're kind of comparing yourself to other people. Maybe even as adults, we do that a lot as well. Um, and then maybe when you're an older person, a bit more senior, then you're looking back and you're kind of thinking what you used to be able to do or what your body used to be able to do uh, and could do and the uh, possibilities you had. Um, so I think maybe uh, that situation is kind of quite unappreciative. So I think a solution to that is giving thanks. So, Rob, there's a couple of verses I kind of picked out. Um, I think those are there, aren't they? So, obviously, throughout the Bible, there's lots of verses I could have picked on, but here's a couple of them. So, 1 Corinthians 1.4, I always thank God for you and for your gracious gifts uh, he has given you. Kind of, uh, I think Paul was thanking the other people in the church, in the church of Corinthians, in Corinth. Um, and I think one solution to us maybe not being so much in wonder is to give thanks. Give thanks to other people uh, and give thanks for what God's done. Uh, and then there's one for, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And it says, give thanks in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So uh, the Bible is full of these kind of verses say, give, give thanks what's happened. Give thanks for the people around you. Give thanks in all circumstances. So I think maybe that's one thing we should be doing for, uh, ourselves, giving thanks for the body that God has given us. Uh, and then I want to just show a little quote from Eric Little. I love this quote. Uh, I think I heard this early on when I was a Christian. Uh, obviously, there's the famous film uh, Chariots of Fire, where Eric Liddell and the other guys and one of the Christian uh, on that team, they did, uh, they did so amazing uh, as athletes, uh, but also men of God. And uh, he said, God made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. So I guess uh, I kind of feel like we need to have a bit of that spirit with uh, our bodies. I feel like um, uh, God has given us these bodies. Uh, it's a miracle of God that we've got these bodies. And I think we need to use them. Uh, maybe we're not all going to be uh, Olympic athletes like Eric Liddell. Maybe we can't run the 400 metres in the times he ran it. Uh, but I think we, kind of, we need to find a bit of that spirit for ourselves and really stretch ourselves and use our bodies to the... Uh, maximum we can use them. Uh, for myself, I guess I would actually group myself in that stage of life where I'm looking backwards a little bit. Uh, I know I've got a, a, uh, a funny, funny, a young face. I've got a young face, uh, but actually I'm I'm 43 now, so uh, I'm pretty much I'm on that descent uh, with my body. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I think it's a bit, bit descent there, but I think everyone. I think everyone, when they get to their 40s, they have a midlife crisis a little bit, and things aren't quite working how they used to. Uh, and even some moments in this sermon, I could maybe offend people a little bit. Um, but uh, for me, what it is, is uh, my knees, my ankles, and my hamstrings. Uh, none of them work quite as well as they used to. Uh, even walking to church this morning, my ankle was giving me a little bit of jip. I was hobbling along there. Um, uh, so I'm not looking for sympathy. Sympathy. Uh, so I guess uh, that, could, that could really stop me doing things. And that's maybe sometimes I, I do let that happen. So I've kind of said in my head, I'm never going to run a marathon. I'm not going to do a marathon uh, using this body. It's like there's almost no point. Uh, my ankles, my knees, my hamstrings, they're the things that give me uh, the jip. 
And so uh, maybe that's my limit. And I think maybe that, for me, that's a, a wise limit. I don't know what your limits you put on yourselves. Uh, and maybe some of those limits are wise. Maybe it's not the best thing to go for uh, a marathon or train for a year for a marathon. Uh, but I could also say uh, I'm not going to go cycling. Because actually cycling, even cycling a short distance on the flat, I, I do actually find a little bit of jit with my hamstrings because I get quite tight. So I could say the same with cycling and say, actually, ah, I, cycling gives, wears my body down a little bit. I'm going to stop cycling as well. But with cycling, I think it's an amazing. I just love that experience of kind of cycling somewhere, uh, seeing God's creation, seeing the countryside. Uh, I love the community of it. I love when I cycle with people or when people I meet uh, when I'm cycling. Um, and uh, I love the way it makes me feel as well. I love the kind of positive way it makes my hamstrings not feel so great um, and my knees maybe not so great. I love the way the, the, uh, the well-being it gives me. So I kind of feel like uh, some limitations we put on ourselves, we have to kind of break through. And I guess you can do that wisely, can't you? You can think, okay, I'm not going to cycle for a whole day without any training. I'm going to build up to it. Although actually a few years ago I did that. I did a cycle 110 miles and I paid the consequence for it. And maybe that's why I've got a tight hamstrings now. Uh, but I kind of feel like maybe the limitations, some of the limitations we put on our bodies, we need to kind of think, okay, I want to still be able to do that. I want to still be able to enjoy those things. Uh, and maybe I should kind of press through, but build up to it, train for it. Uh, I always think in terms of sports, because I love sports, but maybe it could be dancing. Maybe the thing that you've put limits on yourself is I can't, I can't really dance. Maybe we should have more dancing at church. Maybe we shouldn't be stood here uh, just singing, singing hymns and songs that sound amazing. Maybe we should be using our bodies to uh, dance for those. Maybe you're thinking, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, that's, my knee's hurting or whatever. Maybe we need to train up to it. Maybe we should have some dance classes. Uh, maybe you need to use your body to go for a walk um, with friends more often. Uh, or I, I, I kind of, I'm speculating now, but I think I kind of sense that God's given us our bodies and part of our worship and our thanks to him is to use our bodies. And like Eric Liddell says here, uh, when he ran, he felt God's pleasure. He ended up being a missionary after he won uh, Olympic gold. And he kind of, the, this bit before this kind of quote, uh, he says like he, he knows the plans that God has for him. I can't quite remember the quote now. Uh, but he, he kind of, he felt, he felt uh, God's plan in his life. But also, when he ran, he knew God's pleasure. So I kind of feel like for us, we've got to use our bodies, not necessarily to run a 400 meters and win Olympic gold, but to kind of know God's pleasure, to have that well-being. Uh, of using our bodies to, for him and just for other people as well. Uh, so just try and bring this together. Uh, I guess I've wanted to say that God's created us. Uh, it's a wonder. Uh, maybe we doubt that in different ways. Uh, we need to give thanks. And maybe sometimes also we need to break through limitations that we've self-imposed on, our, on ourselves. Um, just looking... Back to verse 1 to 4. Uh, so the psalm kind of, in a way, starts off in a slightly different way. Uh, it's not talking about God creating our bodies, but instead of God knowing all about us. So it says some classic lines, which I'm sure some of you would be able to, would really ring true. Uh, I praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Um, uh, that's the wrong psalm. That's why I'm not seeing that. Uh, sorry. Start of 139. Oh God, you search me and you know me. Um, you know when I sit down, when I rise, uh, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. Uh, and so that's another truth that's within the psalm, uh, that 
God knows all about us. He created us and he knows all about us. So I guess kind of the next part of the story is actually we know uh, that we're not perfect. And we know that actually there are things we've done all, uh, with our bodies or there's things that we do uh, that aren't perfect. So although we are created wonderful, it's kind of like it's a, it's, it is also a bit broken as well. Uh, and also, I guess, like just physically, so, uh, there are parts of our bodies that are a bit broken. Uh, I'm not going to speak about that now. I think that's kind of the next sermon uh, or the next couple of sermons. So we're going to basically start off a series um, about the body. Uh, and one of the things I think people will come, back to, will come back to is the fact that our bodies are being redeemed, just like uh, we are spiritually redeemed. Also, our bodies will be redeemed. Uh, and I just wanted to finish off with some words from C.S. Lewis which also, I guess, talks about uh, the fact that we're going to get new bodies. So the Bible um, talks about heaven, and heaven is in some ways mysterious, but also there are little clues uh, about heaven given in the Bible. And in the Bible, we're apparently going to have bodies. Uh, and I guess Jesus is like kind of the first example of that because he, he rose again and he had a body. He wasn't just kind of like a spiritual aura. Uh, so here's this, uh, this quote from C.S. Lewis. Christianity is almost the only one of the great religions which thoroughly approves of the body, which believes that matter is good, that God himself too took on a body, a human body, that some kind of body is going to be given to us in heaven and is going to be an essential part of our happiness, our beauty, and our energy. So maybe if I just uh, finish off with a prayer. Uh, Dear Lord God, thank you for the bodies you've given us, Lord, we're at different stages in our lives, and uh, Lord, I thank you, though, that uh, whatever stage, whether we're young, whether we're old, Lord, thank you for the blessing of our, our bodies. Uh, Lord, you've given us different abilities of our bodies, and I pray for each person here, Lord, I pray that um, they will be able to use their bodies to um, the fullness and to have joy in that. And I pray for uh, people who in particular of their bodies uh, feeling a bit broken today. Uh, I pray for healing on their bodies too. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.